Thank you for joining me for the second episode of this week. Uh, this one, just wanted to talk about the World Series, make my pick, and then also check in with the NFL, uh, see where certain teams are, and, and preview uh, next week's games. Um, so first, I guess we could start with the World Series. It is uh, already on. Game one's already on. Um, and then right now, I think it's uh, the Braves leading 2-0. Um, so, you know, obviously the Astros were the better team this year. They won 95 games this season uh, compared to the Braves winning 88. I thought the Braves were completely out of it uh, before the season ended. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. I thought the Phillies were going to end up catching them in that division, mostly because uh, Ronald Acuna for the Braves, you know, he I think he tore his Achilles or it was something, you know, season end, ending. So he, he missed, you know, the rest of the season and he's out, you know, not able to practice or do anything yet. Uh, so I, I wrote them off. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, one of their best players, if not their best player right there besides uh, Freeman. There's no way that they're going to be able to, um, you know, keep playing at a high level. But, you know, they got hot at the right time. They beat the Dodgers in the championship series, who everyone thought was going to repeat as champions. They beat the Brewers in the division series, who I I was, you know, scared of. I thought they had a, a tough, you know, starting lineup as far as pitching goes and they had a great bullpen and I just thought that they would uh they'd be a sneaky team that you know could make the the um the world series and then the Astros you know they had their whole cheating scandal but they've made the world series like three out of the last four years or something like that um they have a, a great core of guys talent wise um and then they're led by Dusty Baker you know um been coaching for 25 years. Last time he was in the World Series was 2002 with the Giants and um, had a chance to win, you know, against the Angels. And he kind of blew it by uh, giving Russ Ortiz the game ball. Um, in, I think it was like the seventh inning. And then the uh, the Angels came back and won that game. And then, you know, we had a, they had a good lead, the Giants did. And then they uh, Angels ended up winning in seven games. Uh, but yeah, they, they took that as motivation and kind of a snub, you know, right in the middle of the game, he calls out Ortiz, you know, going to switch out the pitchers and he gives them a game ball, like right in front of the angels dugout. And they see that they're like, okay, you want to, you want to do that? We'll show you. And they come back and win. So hopefully he doesn't do that. You know, I think he's learned his lesson. He doesn't do that anymore. Um, but you know, the thing with the Astros that still bothers me is that, you know, they're just kind of embracing this booing and everyone hating them and they're still playing well. It's like, if you're so good, then why'd you have to cheat in the first place? It was an organizational attempt and, you know, a successful attempt to to cheat the game, you know, and they got away with it. Yes, um, I forgot his name, the manager's name. Yes, he got fired, which I think he's coaching somewhere else, and I think he's with the Royals. Um, yes, they fired the GM, but the players, the ones who were heavily involved – they got off with nothing. They didn't even get suspended or anything at all. I thought all the players should have got suspended at least a full season without pay. Like, that's minimum. But I, I think they, they could have been banned, too, you know, because this was, like, uh, just a, a serious effort for them to, to cheat. They used buzzers. They used trash cans. They had a camera in center field. Like, there was a lot of cheating right there. And I just I just don't like how it was – it was resolved, I guess, if they want to call it resolved. I don't think it was resolved because they didn't pay for what they did. Um, but I just didn't like it was how it was handled uh, by Major League Baseball. And 
you know, like Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame, you know, what he did was different. And, you know, they, the way that they hold these uh, these steroid guys, they hold them hostage. Like, you're not going to be in the in the Hall of Fame because you took steroids and stuff. Steroids is different to me. It's like it's, you know, you're uh, you're doing an individual thing there. You're by yourself. It's not like the owner's coming down and injecting everyone in the team with steroids. So then every player on the team is hitting 50, 60 home runs a season. That's different. You know, those players, they did it by themselves, and, you know, they were benefiting themselves, and, you know, their team was benefiting, but it wasn't an organizational plan to execute this, you know, this cheating situation and try to try to win at all costs, you know. So I feel like it's a little bit different. But I'm torn for this pick. You know, I want Dusty Baker to win, you know, to finally win a, a championship as a, as a manager. Um, and then I guess the Braves, I do like Freddie Freeman and – all that and you know they're they're playing really well at the right time um but the like the astros they look terrible in the first couple games against uh the 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 red Sox in the championship series and then they came back and kind of shut them out in those last two games uh but the braves pretty much had complete domination for most of the series against the dodgers uh you know dodgers were able to get that one or two games and then you know they didn't want to repeat the Braves didn't want to repeat what happened last year when they were they were up three one and the Dodgers came back and won and then went to the World Series and won. So, you know, closing out a series like that, you know, was big for them. And, you know, Freddie Freeman, he's been around for a while and this is his first trip to the World Series. So um also, you know, the Braves did have Pablo Sandoval uh, on the team briefly earlier this year. So if the Braves win, he gets another championship uh championship ring, even though he hasn't been on the team in months, and I don't even know where he is. I think he's a free agent still. So I will pick the Braves in six games, um, but it will be a great series because there's a lot of talent on um, on both sides. But, um, yeah, I'm going for the Braves. So I'll, I have them in six. Um, so going back to the NFL, there's some uh, new trade news regarding Deshaun Watson. Apparently, the Texans and uh, the Miami Dolphins are in deep trade talks uh, for Deshaun Watson. They have a framework kind of worked out, um, but you know there's some hurdles to climb, I guess, in this uh, this proposed trade. Uh, the trade deadline for the NFL is November second, I believe. So they have to get something done, you know, this week or this weekend. Um, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers were also interested. I think they're still trying to reach out, uh, to the Texans to get something going. And then also the Broncos and, you know, the Broncos started off, they started off well, three, and zero. they look great. No one could stop them. And then, uh, I think they've lost four or five straight now or four straight. So kind of back to reality there and they've looked terrible. Um, and then the Panthers, these are all teams who, who looked good early on or, or were supposed to be good this year and have been terrible now. They're just like, oh, fuck, we got to make a gotta make a quick move. Let's uh, We're getting desperate. Oh, let's get Deshaun. Not knowing that he might be on the uh, the commissioner's exemption list uh, because of all these pending cases, but he's not on there yet. So I think technically Deshaun Watson can still play. So Panthers still interested. You know, they benched Sam Darnold when, you know, in the start of the season. I'm like, man, they... They look great, you know. They look like they might make the playoffs. Uh, Sam Darnold leading the league in in rushing TDs and rushing yards, I guess, for quarterbacks. And 
you know, their offense are good, but then Chris McCaffrey got injured and now Sam Darnold has no confidence at all right now. He looks like he looks like a bust. Absolutely. He looks like what he, how he was playing in New York with the Jets and now he's he looks lost again. You know, they just lost to the Giants. Like the Giants are terrible and and the Panthers lost to them and you know, I think they only scored 5 points or 11 points or something. And then the week before that, he had a terrible game. He's had like the three worst games I've seen him play in a while. Um so they benched him. And now they're, you know, they're trying to look for another solution. I think they offered him a new contract this offseason. I think he they extended him too after that trade. Um, so they committed to him, but you know they can still get out of that contract, I guess, if it's not uh, fully guaranteed. Um, so that's a destination that Watson would be interested in. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, you know, I've said it before. Uh, you know, with Tua. You know they've they've only won one game. You know they they could have won this last one against the Falcons, but they didn't. You know, and last year, you know they were one one win away from making the playoffs. You know they finished above five hundred, and this year they were supposed to, you know, get better, move forward, and maybe win ten or eleven games. Tua we're supposed to see him fully healthy. You know Tua has been good uh, the last two weeks. He's put up some some good numbers. Um, you know he still has those some of those dumb turnovers where it's like, what are you doing? You know you're kind of baffled at like how he makes these turnovers. Um, but other than that, you know the team is just awful. You know and you know he was kind of keeping them in games, but they haven't been able to get another win since week one. Um, and that's where Deshaun Watson wants to go. He said it before. So um, you know those are three desperate teams right now. Um, but yeah, it seems like something might happen here soon. Um, and then yesterday we had the, the saints and the, the Seahawks playing on Monday night, the Manning cast is back, uh, which is great, but the game was terrible. You know, you had the saints playing the Seahawks, but there's no Russell Wilson and it's just, you know, Smith and, you know, I don't know what happened to Jameis or what's going on with, with, uh, Sean Payton and the play calling for the saints, but why don't they just let Jameis Winston air it out? You know, he they have the lowest pass attempts in the NFL. I think he's averaging like less than 150 yards passing or something. Like the stats are bad. You know, week one, you know, he was efficient. He didn't have a lot of yards, but he had three touchdowns. And everyone, you know, even I said it, Dark Horse MVP right there. You know, because the Saints offense, their system, you know, his arm that he has, arm talent that he has, that's what – the Saints have been missing with Drew Brees all these years. You know, he's like, you know, they're all like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't have the the deep ball, and that's kind of holding back the Saints because if they got someone in there with a deep ball, that's going to open everything up for them. You know, Kamara's going to open up the offense, and they're going to be able to take you over the top. But that hasn't been the case this year. I thought that they would do that. You know, there's they're bringing him on slowly maybe, or, or they don't want him to make too many mistakes. But, man, he's a grown-ass man. You got to let him play. Like, what is he, 27, 28 now? Like, just let him play, you know, the position. He's got to air it out. Let him be himself. Like, that's that's who he is as a quarterback. He's a slinger. He's just going to let it rip. So you got to let him do that. Um, you know, they're overusing uh, Kamara. But, you know, they snuck away with the win. But they barely won, though, against the Seahawks, who have been struggling to get the running game going uh, without Russell Wilson. And, um, yeah, they're bad right now. The NFC West, you know, a lot of those teams are – two of those teams, the 49ers and the Seahawks. I thought they'd be a lot better. Uh, the Seahawks, w- you know, without Russell Wilson, I thought, or if they had Russell Wilson, I should say, um, they'd be a lot better, obviously. And, you know, he's not supposed to come back for another three weeks or so. 
Um, so I think they're going to be pretty much out of it. Uh, for the 49ers, you know, they're, they're god-awful right now. Um, yeah, we'll get into that game here in a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, for the Saints, you know, they just have to let let Jameis Winston air it out. Um, you know, they should be getting Mike Thomas back for the next week, I think, um, after this because uh, he was on the physically unable to perform list earlier this year, and then they had a bye. Um, so I think he's supposed to come back next week, but he also had a setback. So I'm not I'm not really sure what's going on, but uh, they got to figure something out. I think they're a weak team. As far as, um, you know, if they did make the playoffs, you know, they'd be done pretty early. I think just by the way they're playing right now. Um, and then the Sunday night game was the Colts and the 49ers. You know, I thought it'd be uh, a good matchup, a better matchup. But, you know, there was a crazy storm on the West Coast. You know, you had the atmospheric river um, and you had the the bomb cyclone. So during the game, it was crazy in Santa Clara. The rain was gnarly and you know the everyone was just wet the entire time the ball was slipping around you know they had like they had 24 balls i think or uh or 48 balls you know each team had to provide 12 balls and then they all had a separate uh, separate um group of footballs in the locker room so they were just like switching them out um but the 49ers lost that game 30 to 18 and you know carson wentz he looked okay got him the win and you know the 49ers just started off you know, the first drive was good for him. Elijah Mitchell scored the touchdown, and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't making mistakes or anything. And, you know, they were in it, and, you know, they were leading for most of the game. But then they switched up the game plan. They did other stuff, or, you know, the the Colts figured them out. And Kyle Shanahan made no adjustment whatsoever. They just they didn't do anything. They You know, Jimmy G was dropping the ball over the place, which I understand because it was wet, but... You know, the Colts are an indoor team. You know, they don't play out in the elements that much. And then they come over here, you know, they go to Santa Clara and there's a, a crazy rainstorm. The 49ers should be more prepared for that, I feel like. Like, why weren't they prepared for that at all? And the play calling has been terrible. I understand uh, George Kittle is out, you know, but you know they don't, they don't throw deep at all. You know, they have Debo Samuel. That's the only guy they throw to. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has talent. I don't understand why he's not getting enough targets. He finally found his way back on the field, but he doesn't get any targets. They don't give him any looks. Like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't even look his way. Like just get get him the ball in space. It's it's easy. You know he's a fast guy. Throw him a couple a couple uh, bubble screens. Give him some handoffs. Like just you know something you know just give him the ball behind the line of scrimmage somehow and just let him run with it if you don't want to throw it deep just you know do some crossing routes some some slants something quick and easy you know where you can get him in open space and um cuz i don't know why they just don't don't throw the deep ball at all um you know Debo Samuel can catch it you know George Kittle whenever you know he's healthy he can catch it but you know there's a lot of glaring issues with this team you know one of them is, like, why are all these guys always injured? You know, every year it seems like George Kittle misses, like, four to five weeks every season. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is always getting injured. You know, Trent Williams was out. You know, a lot of people in the offensive line are injured. The defense, like, the cornerbacks, like, they're just out all the time. They're always injured. There's no corners on this team. Um, they could have brought back Richard Sherman, but they didn't. Um, they brought back uh, Josh Norman and 
instead. And he's looked he's looked good in, in moments, but you know he's he's getting up there. His career's you know getting coming to an end there. But bringing Richard Sherman and uh, Josh Norman, bringing both of them, like I don't understand why he had to stop at one. And then you know Trey Sermon, the running back from Ohio State, had a lot of uh, hype coming out of college, and he barely he doesn't even see the field at all. Like I just I don't understand how Kyle Shanahan evaluates talent. I know I'm not a professional coach or anything, but it seems like we like anointed him the the next like fucking offensive genius or wizard or whatever boy genius you want to call him. Like, you get all these guys who are supposed to be these offensive geniuses like Nagy in, in Chicago. That fucking team can't score a touchdown. Like, they're terrible. And Justin Fields looked bad when he throw three, four interceptions against the Bucks. Like, they just look awful. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he wanted Jimmy G. He got Jimmy G, and this is what we have. Like, it, it's terrible. It's terrible. He throws a bunch of turnovers. The offense struggles a lot. You know, they they don't make any halftime adjustments at all. You know, they're good in the first quarter, second quarter. Things kind of tail off. And then second half, forget about it. This team is hard to watch. They're boring. They're supposed to have a good defense. They never get any fucking turnovers, ever. It was raining like crazy. And they dropped, like, four interceptions or something. Like, they just they do not get turnovers. And, you know, other teams can score on them easily, it seems like. Um, 49ers are supposed to have a good running game. But, you, like, they don't stick with the one guy, you know, through the entire game. Like, they didn't stick with Mitchell. You know, Mitchell had, like, 16 fantasy points or something like that, and he got that all, like, in the first half. You know, they just, they don't, they don't keep going with what's working. You know, he tries to get too cute with certain plays, and I don't know, he needs to, he needs to make some big changes. Or the, the owner, Jed York, needs to make some big changes. I don't think he should fire Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch yet. Uh, but I think their their leash needs to be a little shorter. I don't know why. It's like, you know, he went to the Super Bowl twice now, you know, as offensive coordinator with the Falcons. He went. Um, they lost that game. And a lot of it was due to his play calling, I believe. And then, you know, the 49ers brought him in. Um, you know, first couple of years, they struggled a lot. And then 2019, he goes to the – they go to the Super Bowl. And they lose again, and mostly because it was the play calling. The play calling was terrible. And then, you know, you get two more years, just back-to-back years of just massive injuries and severe injuries to key players, you know, missing the entire year. And, you know, so last year was a giveaway year. And then now this year, everyone's healthy. So we're like, okay, we're going to go far this year. You know, you have – um you have Trey Lance, but he's just going to develop because Jimmy G, he knows the system. You know he could get get you the playoffs back to the Super Bowl maybe because he did it before with similar talent and you know uh, and offensive schemes and stuff. But no, it's that's not the case at all. Now they're two and four, and there's this team has no direction at all. They have some key players, you know, offense and defense, but those guys aren't producing, and they're getting injured. You know, and uh, and it's a shame because you know they're they're a good team. I think I I believe they can be, but right now they're horrible. They're just there's no there's like there's no fight in them at all. Like they just the game's kind of close, and then they start losing it, and they just fall right over. They don't fight back at all. I think Kyle Shanahan has to be on the hot seat after this year. 
because you know there's no major injury to Jimmy Garoppolo last year it was like okay Jimmy G's out he's missing a lot of time but this year that's that's not the case you know he's still there um you know you have players there you know you've had guys miss time like Kittle but you should be able to win a game without Kittle you should be able to beat the Colts like the Colts you know Carson Wentz he's kind of up and down but he's been efficient lately but I mean you I feel like they're a better team than the Colts, but, you know, so I look like an idiot because of my Super Bowl pick. I had the 49ers and the Bills, but, you know, as far as the Bills, they look good still. You know, they look great, um, and they look like they're the best team in the AFC. Um, and then, let's see what other teams here. Uh, Cardinals still undefeated, beat the Texans 31-5. They'll be playing the Packers on Thursday Night Football. Uh, that'll be a great matchup. Uh, Bucks and Bears, I mentioned that one. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, and the Bucks beating the Bears 38-3. Tom Brady was on the Manning cast yesterday uh, talking about, uh, you know, the 600-touchdown pass, which is a record. He threw it to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans gave it to a fan in the stands, and uh, then Byron Leftwich had to go negotiate to get the ball back from the fan. Um, you know, that ball is worth at least 500000 You know, you can get, you know, some people were saying a million dollars. Um, and he just gave it back. And I, I would have asked for, um, I don't know, like season tickets for life or something like that, you know, like 50-yard line tickets. Uh, they ended up giving him, I think it was two Mike Evans jerseys or two Tom Brady jerseys, a Mike Evans jersey signed, uh, game-worn cleats by Mike Evans, and then they gave him a $1,000 gift card to the Buccaneers gift shop. And then he got season tickets for the rest of the season and next season. So probably as long as uh, Brady plays. And then he got, uh, oh, Brady mentioned on the Manning cast that he also gave him one Bitcoin, which is currently valued at $63,000. So I think the guy made it out okay with, uh, you know, considering the circumstances, he got the football, um, you know, because th that'd be a bad look though. You know, you, you get the football and then you're like, you know what? No, I, I want to keep it, actually. I want to try to sell it. If that was me, I feel like I would get the ball, you know, from Mike Evans. And then I would just, whoever's with me, I'm like, all right, we're going home right now. And I'm going to auction this off as soon as we get home. Like, that's the first thing I'm doing. Fuck this game. Because with the money that we get from this football, we can go to fucking 30 games. However many games we want to go to, that's how many games we could go to. So let's just, let's go home and sell this ball. But... You know, he's a Tampa fan, you know, Brady fan, so obviously he's going to give it back. Uh, but, you know, I think they were kind of ripping him off. Uh, they got the better end, obviously, in the beginning of that deal. But when Brady said he gave him a Bitcoin, like, that's pretty cool. You know, that's $63,000 to see if he cashes out or holds on to it a little longer, um, see if it, it breaks 70 or something later. Uh, but, you know, kind of fair trade considering, you know, all the guy did was show up to a game and, and got it given to him, so he... He basically just made money going to the football game. The Manning cast was great. Uh, they had Marshawn Lynch as a guest. Uh, they had Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Sue Bird. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was great, though. He cussed about eight times. He's talking about taking shots of Hennessy uh, before he got on ESPN. And then um, he said shit like five times. And then like right before they cut him off, he said he was like shocked by uh whatever play was happening and he said oh what the fuck <laughs> uh 
he was just yelling and cussing. And then after that, they just like they cut him short. You could tell, you know, executives were like, okay, Marshawn, we got to remind Marshawn Lynch that we're on TV and you know we're a Disney company. But uh, it was really entertaining though. It's like I feel like the Manning cast is just it's must watch TV now. It's like I'm watching a TV show every Monday night, and you know I have to be there right on time. I make sure. Every Monday night, if it's, you know, the Manning cast, if they're on, like, I have it on as soon as it starts. And I sit there and I, I watch, you know, I watch, depending on the game, if the game's good throughout, I'll watch the whole thing. But, like, yesterday's game was really boring. I, I had no interest in it after a while. I watched up until the third quarter. So, and then uh, then we watched uh, Succession after that, which is it's finally back, and it's been really good. So, um, catch up on it or start it if you haven't. Uh, but yeah, the the Manicast is is definitely most watched TV right now. They're on to something. They figured it out, and it's great. Um, and it's yeah, it's funny. It's it's so good to watch. Um, another surprising game from this weekend was the Cincinnati Bengals just destroying the Baltimore Ravens. The score is forty one to seventeen. Um, now for the the Bengals. You know they're. I think they only have two losses on the year, so they're five and two, and both of those were like under five points. I think. I think they're both by a field goal, and they've been rolling. They've been really good. They have two running backs that they can kind of count on: Joe Mixon and um, Samaji P. Ryan from Oklahoma. Um, you know, last year or no, last couple weeks, I should say. Um, you know, they've been able to use. The two-back system, and Joe Burrow has looked good. You know, him and Jamar Chase, you know, they have a great connection already, you know, dating back to their days at LSU. But, man, they haven't missed a beat. They're, so they're like, so in, in sync, you know, with each other that, you know, he already knows where he's going to be, Joe Burrow. And, you know, he hits him every time. And uh, Jamar Chase, he's already – he feels like he's already, like, top five receiver this year because, you know, some of the, the better receivers – you know, aren't producing at the level that they should be or have been in the past, you know, so they, they're not, you know, putting up the same numbers, but he's just been, he's been amazing. Um, and the Bengals have been, have been great. They're, they're all, you know, pretty young and hungry guys. And, you know, the coach is young too. And, you know, they're building something there for the, for the long run. I think, um, you know, Joe Burrow looked shaky early on this year. You know, I have him in fantasy, so I thought that he would bounce back. And, you know, he had a, a year under his belt, even though he got injured early. Uh, but, you know, he, he's coming back, and he looks more confident in the pocket. At first, he, I think he was scared of getting injured again. Um, and he has this guy there, Chase, and, you know, has that running game. And their defense has been surprisingly good this year. Um, and, um, you know, I thought... I did the, the draft podcast earlier this year, and I thought that they should have drafted uh, Panesul, you know, for offensive linemen, you know, mainly because it was Joe Burrow who got a season-ending injury last year because they had no offensive line. So I was like, okay, well, you have to protect your best asset, right? Like, that just seems smart to me. You got to protect your best asset. Um, but, you know, they went with Chase. They, that wasn't a popular pick. A lot of people... You know, I didn't think it was a bad pick. I thought they would pick him instead of uh, Penesul. I, I wanted them to pick Penesul, and that seemed like the the smarter pick. But you know, people were just tearing him apart for for taking Chase. You know, but I understand that if they're playing together, they had a good connection. Like, sure, why don't you just pick him and 
You know, that seems like the uh, the new thing is, you know, if the guy says he wants someone drafted, like, they'll just do it, you know, and, and it's worked out for him. You know, it, it, I thought it was a little risky, but, you know, the talent's there, and, you know, talent's going to show up, and, uh, you know, Penesua wasn't even the best uh, offensive lineman or hasn't been the off- best offensive lineman in this draft. So far, it looks like it's Slater, uh, who's drafted by the, uh, the Chargers. I think he went to Northwestern. Uh, but, yeah, they're... They're really good. I didn't think they were going to be this good this fast, um, but they look like they're a solid uh, playoff team who can make a run here. Um, and you know, a lot of people are overlooking them, but they're here because before that, before this game, the Ravens had the best record in the AFC. And they just won big against the Chargers the week before. So they look like they were you know, making a case to be the best team in the AFC. And then they played the Bengals, and the Bengals just you know, beat the brakes off of them. So... Uh, big win for the Bengals. That's the first time that the Bengals have beat the the Ravens by that wide of a margin. Um, so that's a big win for the Bengals. Uh, let's see what else. Um, so wanted to talk about the Chiefs also. You know they have been struggling a lot. Um, you know Patrick Mahomes. It seems like he has a turnover every game. I think the last sixteen games he has a, an interception. Um, and they have struggled a lot. They have lost to the Browns. They lost to the Chargers. Uh, they just got blown out uh, by the Titans. And the Titans, I had them as a as a sleeper uh, to make the as a as a team that has a chance to make the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think I had the Chiefs. Um, the Bills were my pick, but then I also had the Chiefs that can make it. And then I had uh, the Titans. And I want to say maybe the Chargers, but probably not the Chargers. Um, but yeah, and the Titans, the way that they they just dominated the the Chiefs, like it wasn't even with the running game either. You know, like Derrick Henry didn't have a big game on the ground. He had he did have a touchdown pass, but um, the Chiefs couldn't score on him at all. You know, they they had no they had no rhythm whatsoever. And you know now the Chiefs are at three and four. You know, and Patrick Mahomes is. You know, it seems like he's getting a little too comfortable trying to make plays, trying to force plays. You know, he's dancing around a lot in the pocket, and, you know, he took a big hit, got a knee to the head, and it looked like he was concussed. Um, But their guys can't get any separation, you know, and he's just kind of forcing uh, balls in tight windows and overthrowing guys, and he's falling to the ground, and he's throwing the football. Like, he's he's just trying too hard. He's, like, too confident. you know, and people have kind of figured out how to play them, kind of force them certain ways and, you know, don't blitz them. Because if you drop back, then you have a better chance of, of, of beating uh, Patrick Mahomes or making him force a throw. Uh, but I, I think, honestly, I think they're, they're suffering the most offensively because there's no running game at all. You know, Clyde edwards helaire has been out for a while. And even when he was in, you know, there was those concerns there. And there's still those concerns about fumbling and you know he's not a consistent runner he doesn't get you those extra yards uh, but not only that you know they were they went all in on offense they doubled down on offense like hey we're gonna outscore you guys you know you're not gonna be able to stop us you know our defense may be not as good and we can't stop you but now they can't put up points you know a team with Patrick Mahomes they can't put up more than three points against the Tennessee Titans. You know, the Tennessee Titans, I, you know, like I've said many times, you know, I think they're a really good team. But you should be able to put more than three points on the scoreboard if you have Patrick Mahomes on your team and Travis Kelsey and, um, 
and Tyreek Hill, but their defense is so bad right now. You know, you know their offense is equally as bad right now because they can't stop people, and they can't score at all. You know, and the, and the the Titans scored twenty seven on them, beat them twenty seven to three. You know, the the Chiefs were out of it already in the third quarter. You know, they can't come back. You know, they had a tough schedule to start, but you know they should beat those teams. You know, and um, I don't know if it gets better. I think we kind of took it for granted what we were watching with the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes. You know, I think I said on here, you know, when they gave Mahomes a ten year deal, it was like, man, they could win. They could win like six championships in those ten years. You know, because, but you know, people make adjustments. Teams make adjustments. They watch film. You know, when they have more film on you, they they figure out how to play against you, how to you know lessen the blow, you know how to reduce your your output there. Um, but I, I think that you know they have to kind of come back and and figure things out and make proper adjustments, and they gotta upgrade the running game. You know, I think they ever since Kareem Hunt, you know, he did his whole kicking thing when he kicked that woman, and you know when she was on the floor. And then, um, you know, he was let go by the Chiefs. And he was, I think he was out of football that year. And then the Browns brought him in. I think ever since then, they've suffered a lot because they haven't been able to fill that void in the, for the running back position. They, they thought they filled it with Clyde edwards Lair, but, you know, we all know he's not the guy. He's not it. You know, it's like they need to do like a running back by committee kind of thing or, or just, you know, maybe trade for, you know, a big name. You know, you might be able to get Zeke or or a Saquon Barkley probably. You know, the Giants probably want out of that that situation with Saquon. Um, you know, he's him and, and Christian McCaffrey. You know, they both have big contracts and and they're you know they're high draft picks and they're getting injured a lot. You know, when they're healthy, like you want them out there, they're explosive. But you know, they're they're they just get injured a lot. And you know, maybe the Chiefs go after a big name like that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. I think it's. I think it's a running game though, because once you have, if you have a great running game, then you can kind of open things up for Mahomes, and you're not as reliant on him making a play. Uh, but they got to do something about that defense also. Uh, but I guess we'll see how the season progresses. But you know, I, I still believe in them. You know, because we've seen how they how they've played in the past, and you know how they they won the Super Bowl, and you know they could just light it up at any moment. And we've seen them down. What were they down twenty? One to zero or something against the the Titans in the first half. Not the Titans, the Texans in the first half of the playoffs. Yeah, it's hard to believe the Texans made the playoffs. Um, and then in the second half they come back and they win the game. Like the crazy stuff like that. We've seen it before, so I feel like that can happen at any moment uh, with the Chiefs. But um, you know, I'm not. I'm worried, but I'm not like okay, they're not going to make the playoffs. Like I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll probably go in as a wild card. But it might be tough this year, honestly, because the 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 AFC is a lot better from top to bottom this year than than the NFC. I mean, just think about it. You have you have the the Bills, who are obviously I think they're gonna be the number one team. But then you have the Titans, like I just mentioned. Um, you know, you have the Bengals at five and two, and the Ravens at five and two. The Browns are at four and three. You know, they've had a lot of injuries, but they're getting Nick Chubb back probably for Sunday. And then you have uh, Baker Mayfield. He might be out longer, but you know if they get back healthy, you know they could win a few games in a row and, and you know make a run there because um, that's a playoff team if they were healthy most of the year. Um, yeah, and then the Titans at five and two. 
And then the AFC West alone, you have the Chargers at four and two, and then you have the Raiders at at four at five and two. You know, so they're not they're not going to be able to win their division, I don't think. So they'd have to go in as a wild card, which I think they can still do. Uh, but yeah, that that AFC West is tough. Um, but the AFC as a whole is is really good compared to the NFC. Um, and then the N- NFC, you have pretty much the only teams I believe in for the NFC are uh, the Packers, I guess, because they have Aaron Rodgers, but you know they haven't been in the Super Bowl in a while. Um, but you know the Buccaneers are the like the one team that I'm like, okay, I can I can hang my hat on the on the Buccaneers of uh, getting to the Super Bowl, and you know you trust Tom Brady, you trust the guys that they have now because they just did it last year. You know, so they have a whole year under their belt, you know, and they're only going to get better together. But the Cardinals, like, do we really believe in the Cardinals right now? 7-0? and um, I think I do because, you know, they have a lot of veteran guys who've been in playoff situations before. So they're not young guys, you know. The only one who hasn't been in the playoffs is Kyler Murray. But, you know, he's the one that's kind of getting everything started with his play. Because uh, then you have J.J. Watt and A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins. You have all these other guys who've been in the playoffs, so... You know, I think they're I think they're legit. I think it more comes down to Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray. You know, can this be? Can they sustain this into the playoffs on a deep run? Because you know, playoff football is different. Um, so I w- think I would believe more in Buccaneers one, and then I guess Packers would be two. Or no, I'm sorry, Rams would be two, and then uh, Packers three, and I would say the the Cardinals four. Um, you know, because you still have. You still have the Rams there with Matthew Stafford. You know he hasn't he hasn't done a lot in the postseason, but um, you know I trust Sean McVay and his coaching strategies. He went to the Super Bowl and had a chance to win with Jared Goff. You know, and and this offense has looked a lot better. You know they're not like blowing people out like I thought they would. Like they were early on this season, they just looked dominant. Like no one was going to stop them. But right now they're still six and one. Uh, but other than that, like I don't. I don't see any of the teams that can realistically win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. You know, I don't think the Vikings, the Vikings are 3-3. Three and three. They'll probably make the playoffs. I don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. The Saints, you know, unless they unleash Jameis Winston, then maybe. But, you know, that 4-2, and two, you know, that's a weak 4-2 and two in my opinion. Um, so pretty much just the Cardinals, Bucks, and Rams. I'm going to say no on the Packers, you know, just because um, – I haven't seen him do it yet with that coaching staff and with this with this group of guys yet. Um, so I'm going to hold off on that. Um, and the Cowboys, you know, they're five and one, but they should be five and one. You know, they they should sweep their division. That's an easy six win. So I think they should win eleven games easy. And they look really good. Their offense looks unstoppable, honestly, and their defense looks like it's been better in years, right? But um, I just want to see them in the playoffs. I just want to see them win one game in the playoffs and not crumble because with them, it just comes down to coaching. You know, um, Mike McCarthy's, like, clock management or lack thereof, like, that's what's that's what's going to make or break them, honestly, because he, he makes some questionable decisions when they're in close games as far as uh, clock management goes. Um, and then what other storylines here? Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, let's check out next week. All right, so previewing the next week in the NFL season, I think the only good game that I see here that I actually would watch is probably the Packers and Cardinals. 
that's Thursday night of this week though, so not even Sunday. Uh, Packers six and one, and Cardinals seven and zero will face off in Arizona. Um, other than that, uh, let's see. You have Steelers Browns, like maybe. I don't think Baker's gonna play though. And the Steelers have been struggling. They're at three and three. Uh, Colts and Titans, I guess maybe. Um, you know, none of these are game of the week though. Patriots Chargers, uh, I guess. Uh, Buccaneers Saints, probably not. You know, Saints with their anemic offense right now. Uh, Monday Night Football is Giants and Chiefs. Uh, yeah, don't want to watch that one. But I guess I will watch I'll watch the Manning cast. Uh Sunday night football. Sunday night has had some good matchups. I guess this past Sunday wasn't really a good matchup. Wasn't a really good game. Uh Cowboys and Vikings. Uh they're playing in Minnesota. You know, that'll be a good offensive game. You know, they'll they'll probably light it up there. Uh Vikings, you know, they have a good offense. You know, good two good receivers, great running back, and you know, cousins can you know, he's he's been playing well this year. Uh, but I still don't think that they're, you know, top tier in the NFC. But offensive-wise, you know, offensively, they I think they are. Um, so, yeah, maybe like three watchable games. Uh, you know, some easy picks, I guess, you know, for, for a nice parlay. Uh, but, yeah, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we'll come back next week, you know, follow up on the World Series, uh, talk about some NBA some more. Uh, LeBron James is out. You know, already he has uh, he got an injury on the last game, so he's out against uh, San Antonio. So, uh, yeah, we'll check in with uh, with the NFL and the NBA next week. But thanks for listening.